Welcome to the Crump Diddy Show on today's podcast. Well, some of you have been asking for this for quite some time. Some of you were upset that I didn't really actually complete this podcast in the past and I never went back into detail about it. I never did a part two. So I will be the first to apologize and I will actually rectify all these issues here just on one podcast. You guys asked for it before. And for those of you who didn't catch on to it before, this will be your chance to finally get the full and complete version of this. This is the podcast where I talk about the time that I started a backyard wrestling federation. That's right, DSW. For those of you who know me personally, you guys already know the story. You've heard it a million times before. 500 different versions of it because, you know, depending on who you ask, uh, who is part of this, they'll give you their own version of it. And that's fine. Everybody remembers things in their own perspective. That's fine. That's perfect because, you know, whatever. It makes sense. But this is the time where I started a backyard wrestling federation. And the biggest question that, well, the most frequent question, should I say, that I get all the time, every time this has ever been brought up in a conversation, was why? Like, what was the reason, like, that out of all things I could have did in the past, why did I do that? Well, it's very simple. At least in my eyes, it was. I was a big fan of wrestling. You know, growing up, even, you know, for, you know four, five, six years old, um, you know, wrestling was always played in my house. <clears throat> so, you know, in the very early 90s, that's all, you know, that, you know, with the exception of Van Damme movies and Steven Seagal movies or whatever, wrestling was always being played, you know, in my house. So we were all gathering the one TV we only had and we will watch it, you know? And in the early 90s, you know, with Doink the Clown, Bam Bam Bigelow, Razor Ramon, and all this stuff like that, you know, like <clears throat> Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, like these are the people that, you know, were always on TV all the time. And we used to look forward to watching it. My stepdad was really big into wrestling. At least he watched it all the time. He was a big fan of it. And so, you know how it is when you're a kid, when everybody in your family is excited and it's coming together to watch one thing, you eventually, you know, it's going to rub off on you. And I used to love watching it. Um, and it kind of stuck with me, even towards the mid to late 90s when wrestling was even way more popular than it was, um, given part thanks to the Attitude Era. You know, I wanted to be a wrestler. That was like my first, you know, unrealistic job choice that I had in my life. I wanted to be a backyard wrestler. And it's because I, I always enjoyed the theatrics of it. I always enjoyed the combination of, you know, the athleticism and, you know, the theatrics that were combined all together to put on a show. I thought it was funny. I thought cutting promos was awesome. I thought that was a good uh, work of art. Believe it or not, that's what I thought. <clears throat> so I, I wanted to be a wrestler, right? And I was very impatient with this idea. And what happened was, in middle school, I had a chance, you know, because, you know, you know how it was. Anybody who was a wrestling fan, you guys know this. You guys always used to, on each other's beds, would practice moves on each other, power bombs and, and stone cone stutters and super kicks and whatever, suplexes on each other's mattresses until your parents walked in and beat your fucking ass and shit. I mean, everybody did that who was a wrestling fan. Everybody was trying to do moves on each other, on the grass and whatever. But I had the opportunity to actually take this to another level. In middle school, a friend of mine's at the time who was a little bit older than me was in a wrestling, a backyard wrestling group. 
and they used to always wrestle and put on shows in the parks. And this is what it struck me because when I showed up to try out, they just laughed at me. They said I was too young, too scrawny, um, you know, and I mean, I was two years younger than most of these guys. So, I mean, whatever, maybe, you know, I guess, but they didn't give me the chance. And they just, you know, tell me, just sit this out and, and watch and, you know, just come, you know, maybe when you're a little bit older. Granted, they were like 14, 15, you know, um, some of them. I was like 13. I remember I was in middle school. So I was 13, you know, years old. And some of them were 14, 15. And, you know, I just didn't think it was that much of an age difference. But they were in high school. They were freshmen in high school. Some of them were sophomores. And I noticed one thing about this. That they had probably the most laziest setup I've ever seen. Um, it was bad. They, they, some of them didn't even have, like, they didn't have music that was even audible. Somebody pulled up with their car and was playing music on a tape player in their car and in the car speakers, you know. But the problem is the way the speakers were positioned in the car, they were blasting music behind towards the, you know, the back of the car. So you could barely hear the music if you were sitting in the bleachers. And that was probably the only good thing they had was proper seating for people because it was done, there was bleachers in the park and they would choose the the baseball field part of it to do the wrestling thing. I thought that was probably the only thing they had going for them. But they, they had a shitty music system. Um, a lot of them, what they did was just copycats of WWF characters, which I get everybody wants to do that at some point. Everybody wants to mimic their favorite wrestler, you know, but everybody was doing it. Nobody was even trying to have some sort of originality mixed in with some of their, you know, inspirations. Like it was just all straight up. Like there was a guy named The Rock in there. Like, dude, you're not The Rock. You know what I'm saying? But that, these are the things that were coming to my head as a 13 years old. And the, the wrestlers, the wrestlers were all like visibly present they did um, there was no way to tell what was the entrance every match the entrance to the ring was a different direction because it was all open there was no covering you know there was no anything that to distinguish the, the the rampway where you walk down you know nothing 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 of that sort and so it was because i was so embarrassed and pissed off that they didn't even give me a chance to wrestle that i was noticing these things and it hit me right there. I said, you know what? I'm going to start one of these. I'm going to start a backyard federation. And, you know, it didn't happen in middle school so much because there was a lot of things going on in middle school, such as that little rapper, rocker, beef thing that was going on. And everybody, you know, I was in a band and I was trying to play in a band. Of course, that didn't happen um, at the time. Uh, you know, it was just, you know, I had a girlfriend. I got distracted. You know, I had my first girlfriend at the time. And, you know, a lot of shit happens, man. It was, it was just so many things that happened that got me distracted. But when freshman year happened in high school, I said, dude, I'm going to start this shit, man. I want to start a backyard federation. And I went up to my friend uh, who I had already known for a year at this point. This is back in 2001. A lot, of, a lot was different back then. You guys got to understand this for you younger uh, listeners out there. A lot was different back then as far as, you know, the shit that you can get away with technically. <laughs> so um, me and my friend uh, Trunks, I approached him with this idea and I said, dude, you know, we should start 
uh, a backyard wrestling federation. And the reason why this idea got reinvigorated is because me, Trunks, and Ralph, and Mitch, you know, um, we would always mess around early in the mornings and do wrestling moves on each other. We would do the, there's these big uh, soft cushion things that were always fucking wet full of bed bugs that the uh, track and team used to use. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. What you, you know, that thing that you run and you like with a big ass pole and then you use that pole to like jump high in the air or whatever the fuck. That, I don't know the name. You guys are going to fucking murder me for this. But whatever. It, 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 what, that shit was going on. That soft padding that they use to land on so they don't break their fucking neck. That's what we used to use. And, man, I was just, you know, we would just have fun. I'm like, man, I go to Trunks. Man, we got to start something, man. I want to start a Backyard Wrestling Federation. And, you know, to this day, there's controversy. And <laughs> I use that word on purpose because for me, it's not really controversy, but whatever. There's some discrepancies on who thought of the name. And the way I remember Dollar Store Wrestling was a joke because we had no money. We had no ring. We had nothing. And the ideas that we were using to construct the ring of what we thought would work for a ring was very cheap. We're like, man, it's like a dollar store. And then we thought of the idea of dollar store wrestling. Trunks remembers it differently. He, you know, doesn't want to take credit for it. He thinks that it was because his friend who uh, at the time that was always grounded or always behind uh, the little uh, patio bars of his apartment thought of the name. And I don't remember it that way. I remember us two laughing about it, thinking about it, um, dollar store wrestling. And it stuck. I didn't want to change it. But either way, regardless, I didn't want to change it. We had plenty of opportunities. A lot of names were tossed around. And I just loved the idea of dollar store wrestling because I was being realistic with the idea that, hey, you know, we don't have, you know, any serious equipment. Everything we're doing, we're going to have to do this from scratch. And I wanted people to look at the name and laugh at it. And, and that I thought the name would, would produce honesty of what to expect. Also to be impressed with given what little we have, what we, uh, how much we were able to do. Because Trunks was very smart. Trunks, I would go to Trunks and tell him, this is what I, this is what we should do. You know, how is it that we can pull this off? Trunks already knew. You know, when you look at those old tapes of the mattress and shopping carts and things of that nature, all that stuff, that was all designed by him. And I use the word design likely because, I mean, what else could you think of? That's not something an average 14-year-old's thinking of. You know what I'm saying? Trunks was, in my opinion, way ahead of his time when it comes to that type of shit. And he just he just knew how to make shit work. We even had this idea of tires, using tires as the foundation of the ring and then putting plywood over it. And we thought about this idea of stealing tires from this fucking place. It was just bad. It was just, ugh, you know? But nonetheless, Trunks and I, you know, we... We went on this journey to try to make this happen. And I knew that's one of the things that, that made me uh, no homo, but made me uh, attracted to Trunks. It was because it wasn't because of the fact that he was funny and because of the fact that he was very athletic. Um, it was because of the fact that Trunks is very smart. Trunks is very smart. And I knew that. And I'm like, man, this guy, this guy's got this shit figured out he could on a piece of paper this guy's just drawing with a pencil how we're gonna do this and i'm looking at him like yo I, I okay bro yeah let's do it fuck it i was just excited i was motivated and it worked and you know the early days of dsw before we started this mass recruitment process uh we were carrying mattresses 
across the uh, across intersections, having people beep at us, having us, some of us drop it halfway, and more cars beeping at us, getting frustrated. But we were, dude, we were just, we were motivated, and it started off with a handful of us. And we had to start this recruitment process, but we wanted to make things right. We had this idea of, uh, we were always getting kicked out of places. We were always getting kicked out of places. I mean, when we tried doing this shit in, in, in the school, uh, you know, school security would show up real quick, you know, and get and kick us all out. Uh, we've been kicked out of places by the police. They've showed up. They showed up to watch what was left of the show, then to kick us out. Um because we were always trespassing on private property that was just land that was bought before anything was built on it. Um, dude, and to finally, after getting kicked out of so many places, we finally found, thanks, I, I think this was Kukling, my friend Kukling. I'm not sure exactly who it was, uh, but quite a few of us, we were looking at this field. There was an abandoned field that was owned by a farmer um, that would just have cows running around, you know, taking mad shits all over the place. You know, hot, steamy shits in the South Florida heat. And we've, and Kling, I think, was the one that found it because he lived right behind it. It was this big abandoned field, all right? And we would go in there and we're literally, we're just trekking. We're making our own trails at this point where, you know, we're figuring out ways to bring down the barbed wire. Um, and we found this field that would actually end up for the, la- for the next three years be the place where we'll do all our shows. And it was hard to get people to come because we would always have to have somebody out in the front on the main road guiding people. Hey, this is the entrance, you know, and we would have to have somebody walk them in all the way so they wouldn't think that we're going to hack them up or some shit. We would have to find somebody to constantly, you know, meet them in the front and guide them to the ring. The ring was, in my opinion, at the time was a masterpiece, given the fact that we barely had to spend any money on it. It was four shopping carts with mattresses with plywood on top and these heavy carpets all over it. And, of course, it wasn't the most sanitary thing ever. But it worked. It worked. And that was the most important thing. And once we had that setup where we had the entrance, we had a boombox system. We developed that. We thought of this idea of the boombox. We'll bring in this boombox and we'll have it next to the commentator's table. The commentator at the time, and usually the commentator was, uh, commentating was done by our, our friend Ernesto um, I know I jumped on there quite a few times. Kakling, I mean, everybody kind of to help Ernesto out. He was our main commentator at the time. Um, before a lot of us started stepping in regularly to help him out because, you know, you can't just have one guy. The guy needs help, you know. So we will have a commentator take turns helping out Ernesto. And that person will be responsible with the paper. We would make a burn CD of everybody's music and a paper telling us, listen, this is the track list of the. So you don't play the wrong music. And at the commentator, while one of them is talking, the other one would then play the music. And that boombox was loud enough so everybody, you know, the wrestlers that were waiting to fight next could hear their music and they would come out. You know, we would use my friend's camcorder that for some reason we couldn't get the message a special day on the bottom of it removed in the settings. So every, almost every single tape had a special day on the bottom. So every day was a fucking special day. So it, 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 it was just for what we had, we loved it. We had fun with it. Now, why I did it, I don't, just in case I didn't really, uh, you know, touch on this a lot in the beginning. The, why, the reason why I did it was because of the fact that obviously I was a big fan and I was so upset that I didn't get taken into this other federation or whatever the hell. I forgot the name of it. Thank God I didn't just, you know, um, and because I wanted to start my own thing, I was a fan. And also because I kind of knew 
that realistically I wasn't going to be a wrestler. Just realistically. In my, so this was my way of getting it, getting it off my bucket list. You know, and it was difficult because when we started the recruitment process, it's, it literally felt like like an 80s montage because I would be introduced to people all the time through other friends. Like, hey, this guy wants to wrestle. You should meet him. You know, that's how I met my friend Owen. You know, I met Owen through Jack. You know, um, Jack had this friend. He's like, this guy, you know, he's my friend Owen. He's big as fuck. Or whatever. I saw Owen. I shook his hand. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is gonna be awesome. And we called him Owenator just because he barely spoke. He didn't spoke. He didn't speak that much. So he just had this big presence, you know, like uh, almost like Arnold, like Terminator. Didn't speak that much. We call Owenator. He thought of the name, I believe. I don't know. I didn't think of that name, but that was a name that somebody thought of, and we just all went with it. And that's why we started calling him. And um, you know, that's how I met John. I talked about that in the other podcast a couple podcasts ago. You know, I met John through Trunks. You know, Trunks was like, yo, you got to meet this guy. He's a friend of mine, whatever. You know, and that's how it was. It was always through word of mouth. Like, yo, this guy wants to wrestle. You should meet him, whatever. And, you know, a lot of us will meet these people and we'll bring them on board. And that's how our group ended up being what it was, you know, even to this day. You know, most of us are still friends. Is it was through word of mouth. You know, they heard about this. They talked about it with a friend that was part of the group. And they, they were excited about You know, Little E. I knew Little E in middle school. You know, uh, Ernie. You know, he knew. He was there probably the only person that can vouch how badly in middle school I wanted to start a wrestling, a backyard wrestling federation. And he came on board two years later. And he was happy. He met me in the back and, you know, uh, of the, the little tent that we had. And he was happy. He's like, man, I remember you were talking about this, man. I'm like, yeah, dude, welcome aboard. Fuck it. Let's do this, man. You know, and so it was just crazy. And dude, we all got banged up. We all got beat the fuck up. We were wrestling in in ninety degree weather and humidity in the fucking jungle. I, we called it a jungle, even though it was a forest. It's because it felt like it was so human shit. Maybe it was all the cow shit everywhere. I don't know. Um, and it, it came to the point where we knew that whole fucking forest like like the back of our hands and shit. And every you know, it, we it, it, it got a little popular i say a little because you know it, it never actually had a lot of people show up but it became popular enough where we even had one of our teachers come and watch us you know and um it, it just it was one of those things that it started off with an idea and it turned into this thing that became in my opinion bigger than i ever anticipated just because of how many people were we're wrestling in it. You know what I'm saying? And it all was the glue for a lot of our friendships. When we all, a lot of us met through that and we stuck around because we got a chance to know each other. And of course, like with everything, there's always clicks within clicks, little groups within groups and, you know, little jealousies here and there and fighting. But, you know, that's how it is when you're young. Yeah. When you're little, and you're young, you don't know any better, man, you know, and uh, but it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun. And that's, that's really why, you know, especially with, you know, with the whole thing of uh, John passing away, some of you have seen like tag photos and, you know, some of them, have, uh, you know, have been about DSW and things of that nature. And that's really what that's, what was uh, all about. It was, we all were backyard wrestlers, but it was to the point where we were the only, only like. In my opinion, obviously I could be wrong, but from what I remember, 
at least in our high school, if you wanted to do backyard wrestling, like we were the top. Was there other people who probably did it? I don't know. I'm sure somebody was probably doing it suplexes on their mattresses in their house and in backyards or whatever and i'm sure there was obviously there was way other people in different high schools doing their own thing but in our high school if you wanted to wrestle i I hate to say this i'm not trying trying to root you know pat myself on the back but that was the big leagues in our high school you know and i know this because of the fact that some of the people that came on board came on board because they didn't want to they want they thought we were Legit, they didn't like you know what they were wrestling. They thought where where they were wrestling was bootleg and whack, you know, because it's just a grass on a field, and everybody starts off like that, you know. But you know, we all had creative minds. You know, we all we all had different things that we contributed that made it what it was. You know, whether it's burning CDs and making a track list, whether it was editing certain musics to to be a little bit more unique to the person's character. You know. Whether it was the ring setup, you know, whether it was location, you know, all sorts of things we, we had to figure it out. Whether it was designing little certain outfits or storylines or things that we did for fun, you know, the camera equipment. Everybody had some sort of responsibility that or something that contributed that really made it as fun as it was, you know. And I had, that was probably one of the things that made my freshman and sophomore year the funnest was the backyard wrestling. And of course, I left it. Um, I stopped doing it. I think my last year of doing it on and off was in junior year. And that's really because of the fact that um, I felt like it was it was something that I wasn't passionate about anymore. I felt like I, I was busy with other things. Uh, I was getting close to graduation. I was more focused on my grades. I was worried I wasn't going to graduate. Had other distractions, you know, women, sex, all sorts of shit, you know, that got in my way. And, you know, and just playing music. That was another thing too, you know. There was a lot of video games that were coming out that I had to play, put hours into. It's a lot of different, you know, weak ass excuses. But I ended up just walking away from it, uh, and it still kept going strong. I think even to senior year, and I was proud of it. I was proud of it because I met some of the greatest people I've ever met in my life through that. And sure, we've had our ups and downs, but everybody has that, you know. And there was so much creative people in there, man. And that's what I loved about it. Everybody was just funny in their own way, creative in their own way. Everybody had something to contribute, you know, and it it just made it fun, you know. And I don't know. I just, did we all get hurt? Yeah. Going back, looking back, would I have done it differently? No. Unless it was a way to do it better? No. I would not do it any differently, you know. So anyways, guys, that's the podcast. I know sometime in the beginning of last year, I did one of these and I and I combined it with a different topic and I said I was going to do a part two and I never really got around to it. And so I figured, you know what, I'll just redo part one and add part two in here and give you the complete version of it. So let me know what you think. Did you ever do a backyard wrestling? Uh, you know, when you were young, are you doing it right now? Let me know what you think. Until next time, people, it's your boy Crump Diddy. Peace.